Welcome to episode 42 of Playing It Wrong. In this episode, I will answer all your questions with 42. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to answer any questions properly. I do have some call-ins, though, and a few technical notes, and hopefully this is going to be a fun episode. But first of all, the tech notes. Uh, what is it? Not really any, um, but let's just say that work has been challenging over the last week, and I have been way behind on listening to podcasts. And that basically explains my life over the past week. I haven't got as much done as I wanted to. I've got, like, walls of text to edit and get out and all sorts of thoughts popping in my head that I'm writing notes down on and scribbling them down and typing them up and having them make more sense. And speaking of which, we've got call-ins, and the first call-in we've got is from Old Man Grognard, Mr. Glenn Halstrom himself, the Barry White of the OSR. Take it away, Glenn. Hey, Chuckster, Old Man Grognard here. Just listen to episode 41. Thanks for the shout out. And I gave you a couple of links for a game I found on a site called, it was a blog site called the OSR Library. And you might find it interesting. It's called Pay for Your Coffins, Django and Saturna are coming. So they say you can play it either two ways, traditional Western like John Wayne, Gary Cooper, all that. But then you can actually turn around and do a spaghetti Western with it. I haven't really examined them very much, but I'll probably do that over the next oh, couple days. Anyway, enjoy. Talk to you later. Bye bye Thank you very much, Mr. Glenn. Yeah, I looked at those. Those are cool. I saw when you uh, shared them. I think it was on Ten Cars Tavern. I don't remember. But yeah, those were awesome ideas. And like I said in my intro, I am starting to do some writing and other stuff. And I just noticed my mic is not very far from my face. And like I said, I've started compiling my notes. Uh, where, yeah, of course, like so many people, I'm working with the basics of uh, Swords and Wizardry Light slash Continual Light slash White Box since I've grown quite fond of them, but more about that in this episode. And um, come playing around with some mechanics that are more genre-appropriate. Um, and more probably after the new year as I get those thoughts organized and I start yakking about that project a little more. Next up, we got another call from DM Dad. Hey, Chuck, it's DM Dad again. Um, I'm really glad you brought up the necessity for a sense of humor um, in a role-playing game. Um, and I agree, I don't think enough people talk about that. And I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some people who prefer to do uh, what I call a deadpan game, where you take everything completely seriously and you don't ever break character and you, you know, um, you don't make jokes and stuff at the table. But for me, that's, that's a major part of the fun is making jokes with your friends, making movie references, making even like anachronistic movie references, like not just references to fantasy and stuff. Um, just BSing, you know, you can get serious when the game gets serious and then take a breather and joke and have fun. And thank you very much for calling in. And I know this is sounding weird because I'm trying another little trick with audacity of downloading the voicemails and just sticking them into the tracks here. So there's some crazy stuff that it's doing with the volume. So I'll see how that turns out. See how people like it or people hate it or 
if I'll just do what I did before was record on Audacity and play around on the very clunky Anchor uh, web uh, interface. But anyway, yes, I cannot do it without humor. I just cannot do it. It's I try, doesn't matter if I'm playing or GMing, that humor comes out, and I know that's off-putting to some people, but that's just the way I am, and that's just the way I play, and, well, you know, that's why the podcast is called Playing It Wrong. And speaking of humor, and while this isn't what this episode is supposed to be about, but I'm going to throw it in here because it's a good time, I just picked up a copy of Dungeon Mayhem from Wizards of the Coast, and it is a quick, easy little uh, dungeon game. Uh, yes, it's player versus player classes. There's only four, Barbarian, Thief, Magic User, and Paladin. But it's quick and easy to play, and I even got my non-gamer wife to play a few hands of it. So it's relatively cheap, very easy for kids. Uh, it's not cooperative, not yet. They could easily do a cooperative deck. Hopefully they're going to add uh, the rest of the classes and expansion decks. But for uh, 15 bucks, it is a fun, quick, easy little game. So I highly recommend it, but that's not what this episode's about, but there's a shout-out to that. And next up for the call-ins, I've got a call-ins from the Happy Whisk. She left me three really short ones, but I'm going to run them all together and then talk more about that. So take it away, Ivy. That's funny. Why is there a cow? Because you just found the cow sound effects button. Very cool. Happy podcasting. This is Ivy Abby Whisk, and I'll see you on the next one. You know you're on the right road because there's trees on both sides. That's rural directions. Or you, you go to the corner and you turn left at the farm. <laughs> it's so funny, but true. Hey, it's Ivy from the Happy Whisk. So you're talking about using Audacity? I don't record on my phone either, Tim does, but what I do on my desktop is I use Wondershare Filmoria, so S as in Frankenstein, I-L-M-O-R-A, and I really like it. I use it for video, and now I use it for audio, so it's, it's a pretty cool platform. We bought the version. I think we got it at a good deal, and I can't remember how much, but it wasn't too expensive, but I'm just checking that out there. Over and out. Thank you very much for calling in, Ivy. I totally forgot about the uh, cow in the earlier episode, so I might have to stick this in sometime for the this one. I don't know. And the directions things, I don't remember which episode that was, and I don't know why my mic is so low. I'm going to have to do some stuff in post on this episode. And finally, Filmora. That sounds cool. Who knows, maybe next year I might start a YouTube channel and I need some good video editing software. Thank you for the recommendations. And I'm sorry, like I said, I've been busy this last week, so I still have to catch up on the Happy Whisk and also Smoochie Faces uh, podcast. So you're doing a great job, and you're a wonderful person, so is Smoochie Face. Thanks for calling in. Anyway, what is this episode supposed to be about? This episode, my thoughts about this episode are... And I'm talking too fast. I know. I'm sorry. Um, there are a lot of retro clones out there. So which one do you use? Which is your favorite? Why? And so I'm going to throw out some of my random thoughts here on that. Mainly because I've got, like I said, I've been uh, blogging a lot about the white box. The uh, Swords and Wizard white box and the white box fantastic medieval adventure game, which are identical. 
But then, of course, everyone's been talking about BX Essentials, which I've looked at. I'm like, wow, this is cool, too. And then, of course, I got the PDF link for the uh, Advanced Labyrinth Lord just came into my mailbox. And so the hard copies of that should be coming out very soon. So those are my three big ones. So which... So I, 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 I've been doing the whole, whole campaign. They're going to go through Keep on the Borderlands. And I may drag it out long enough that I can get the Tegel Manor physically from Frog God Games if they do a really fast and good job on their Kickstarter, which they usually do. But this got me thinking of talking to them of like, what game set do you actually want to use? So which ones? Do you want you know, Advanced Labyrinth Lord or BX Essentials? So yes, you know, the, for me anyway, I know in the details there's just lots of differences between Basic and advanced yeah i've been around the block i understand the differences but as far as a newcomer's version look at the game systems of descending armor class five saving throws and the other little oddities versus oh i'll say swords and wizardry which has the one saving throw but options for five ascending or descending armor class and well basically if you're looking at adventures it's easy to bounce back and forth between the two for me i think swords and wizardry as I've said in every discussion, is easiest to convert into because, you know, whether you're doing core, complete, or white box, it's very, very easy to convert into. Now, I know that there are tons and tons of retro clones, and there is no way in this episode that we're able to talk about all of them. But those are my three basics, and the ones that kind of right now catching my attention you know i've got basic fantasy too so that may be an option i don't know I've, i'm still talking to my group i know i'm pitching heavy for white box just because how easy it is but they may change their mind and yes i have castles and crusades too i have bunches of them and uh, golly knows how many freaking pdfs if you're on the earlier episodes i have pdfs that i forgot i have yes that was a long pause there where i was trying to keep from coughing into the mic and the puppies are asleep. Yes, the puppies are asleep. They, they took their nap. They came in to be the live studio audience, and they immediately go back to sleep. You know, so as, you know, as I said before, I never really run anything as written, whether it be the rules or an adventure. And I always bring in other stuff. But I always have, you know, you got to start with a base somewhere. So what is your base? You know, when you start with... Uh, are you a you know advanced labyrinth lord or even since because the pdfs are available now actually running advanced dnd &D or rule cyclopedia or beck me or whatever what's your favorites why you can call in or you know hit me up on the post and everything but you know i know this is not the most exciting of episodes but it's kind of what i wanted to talk about because there's so damn many good ones, and it's really hard, you know, you kind of kind of pick one to pitch, especially to new people if you're trying to bring people for those older styles of games. You're like, well, this is good, but this is good, and this is good. You know, if they want, like, you know, authentic experience of what old school gaming was like, or, you know, ease them in with something that's a little more what they're used to. So... Now, I know some folks will say, you know, run what you're comfortable with. Well, I'm comfortable with all those things. I've, you know, I've ran basic when it was the edition, advanced when it was the edition, second when it was the edition. Kind of avoided third and fourth, but I've ran fifth. And 
it's not so much what I as a game master want to run. It's what I think the players will enjoy most playing. So that, that that's my, my key here. And it's not just, I like this retro clone because of this. Why do you think your players would like a ret this particular retro clone over another one? So that's kind of just food for thought in this busy holiday season. And I know this is going to be a short episode, but those things happen sometimes. And I had lots and lots of call-ins. But hey, we're going to roll right into the reading from the Holy Tomes up next. All right, our little brown books, I know I, we're still on, you know, Volume 1, Men and Magic. We're going slowly, section by section. And this section is we're going to go through characters. Now, we're still in Men and Magic, so that means that there are only three classes. Fighting men, magic users, and clerics. And if you've been around a lot, you know basically what's up with them. Um, fighting men includes elves and dwarves and even hobbits. Magic users, men and elves. Clerics, humans only. Remember, back in the old days, I think it was up until... Third, maybe? Uh, somebody's going to correct me if I'm wrong. It's the internet. It happens. That uh, elves, dwarves, and halflings... Yeah, you couldn't get uh, raised dead because they technically didn't have souls. Yep, that was, the, that was the justification. They had spirits, but not souls. But you've got the three basic classes and kind of your racial classes and if you've looked at like any of the white box games there's nothing really that fascinating there other than I did note in my copy half the time they're hobbits and the other type has halflings and of course it reverts back to chainmail but there are two things of incredible note that we should look at here one is on page eight of other character types which is, there's no reason that players cannot be allowed to play as virtually anything, provided they begin relatively weak and work up to it. A player wishing to play a dragon would have to begin, let's say, as young one, and progress upwards in the usual manner, steps being predetermined by the campaign referee. I think in one of my earlier episodes I did go over this paragraph, but it's important to say again, because right there, on the eighth page of the first book, original D&D, it's telling you, make stuff up. Make whatever stuff up. Now, I also know before I said I was going to keep things in order, but there's something I found out really, really good. This is goes to the back of Volume 1 Minute Magic that someone brought up to me, and that's Magical Research, which oddly is not by the characters. It's on virtually the last page of the book. We've got the, um, the ad for other stuff by TSR, a piece of art, and then page 34... You have magical research and books of spells. And here's the odd thing. In original D&D, clerics, like magic users, used spell books, and they had to research spells. So yeah, that's something I may kind of come back onto. Not so much thinking of it as a spell book in my campaign, especially if I do white box. Might do it more as a prayer book, and instead of using wealth to research and stuff, the cleric would, like, use the wealth to get offerings for his god for more power. It makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. So, I'm... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know there was a hum little, little hiccup there, but I, the, I was fumbling with the book, and my brain was, was, was frying. 
So basically, you know, if you've played any of the white box or a lot of the clones, there's not that much new in this section other than a few, you know, oddities of the level caps and the usual. But the thing is, also in the book, how poorly it's outlined, there's really, they talk about that, and then it's like to later on, much later on, when they start bringing out XP and the stuff that, in hit points and attack rolls and all that, till much later on. So it's, that's kind of oddly way out. But these, those two little bits of information that are connected at the front and the back of Volume 1 are very interesting and food for thought and philosophy in your future games. And that wraps up pretty much our uh, rant for this week on this episode. I know it wasn't probably one of my best or the most interesting, but hopefully it was um, lots of food for thought. And I'm not doing the end credits yet. You know why? Because let's have a little sneak peek. And next, next week is going to be a very special episode. I hope you all turn in. Tune in. It's going to be kind of one of those. I'm going to, you're all going to hear these from everybody. So I'm, I'm, I'm already plugging mine. It's going to be the year in review and what I got planned for 2019. So, hey, I'm going to spill the beans on everything that I'm going to try to do as much as I can. And, like I said, it, it, you're going to all wish me luck and hope you occasionally, uh, the, the near and dear listeners, reach out and occasionally kick me in the butt and get me going and give me some encouragement, whether it be friendly encouragement or something like Matt Jackson would probably do of just get your ass going and get to working and quit whining. And I mean that in a nice way, not as any sort of trolley way. You just have to know how us old grognards think, especially us old grognards who used to be in the army, all right? So, I'd like to thank you for listening. I've rambled on enough. Hey, keep those dice a-rollin', and here come the end credits. And thanks for listening. Please visit the blog at theymightbegazebos.blog. That's theymightbegazebos.blog. And the letter B, not B, spelled out. Or visit us on Facebook and just search for They Might Be Gazebos. Ask us questions and you might get an answer. If not, we'll just make up the questions and the answers. Remember, roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, and have fun. Intro music is Metal Mania by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons 3.0 Attribution License. Please visit his website at incompetech.com. That's incompetech.com. Really, visit it. There's also downloadable graph paper and hex paper. Additional sound effects from freesound.org used under Creative Commons 01.0 Universal License.